0: Final preseason game tonight as the Pelicans take on the Hawks in Birmingham. Are we finally going to see the starting lineup? Is everything good in all aspects? With Zion Williamson, Christian Clark of NOLA.com joins me to break it all down. It's the Friday episode of Locked on Pelicans. Let's go.
1: You are Locked on Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast
0: Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all, final preseason game. I'm ready for the regular season. I hope you are too. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every. Here Monday through Friday for you, all, free breaking down everything you want to know about this team. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I did the episode right before they hired Willie Green, and uh,
1: I, I, I got to pat myself on the back a little bit. I think I, I gave your listeners strong indications that that was happening before it was uh, widely known. So I've, you know I've got a pretty good track record on the show
0: yeah I'd, I'd say so that that uh, kind of hitting at some inside information or things like that. God that was a long time ago now. it feels like after the season that we just had and it was like a little bit over a year. things have come a long way in the past like 12 months or so. You know, I, I've talked a lot about Zion's I don't know frigidness at times with the organization. I know you've reported on that as well. Is everything just good now?
1: I think it is, actually. I mean, you know, I I think all the people around the team this year could tell you physically that Zion looks a lot better. I think emotionally he seems a lot better, too. I mean, this is the first time since maybe early, early in his rookie year where him being happy does not seem fake, does not seem forced. He he genuinely seems happy, and I think emotionally he's showing some maturity. Like, the biggest thing from I've seen from him is, he, I think he's realized that you just have to control what you can control. Like if you read the Twitter comments and stuff like that, it's going to make you crazy, you know? And I think part that's part of what happened last year. It seems like he's controlling what he can control now.
0: Yeah. It, no, I mean, look, I think maybe some of the reaction to him, including for myself and others too, I don't mind admitting that, maybe it was a little bit over the top to a certain degree but even in that recent like Sports Illustrated article right there's a lot a lot of other people including Teresa Witherspoon being like you got to mature a little bit more you got to kind of do all of those right things you know that's why Zion 2.0 is what it's being called and that definitely seems like it's it's really gotten through to him and it took a pretty rough season to almost get him there unfortunately I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean it it couldn't have been rougher really. I mean, you know, we all or not we all, but I mean I I think I definitely you know talked about David Griffin saying it last year's media day, he'll be ready for the start of the regular season. Zion said that too. I mean, whether mm-hmm. he actually believed that, who knows? But uh yeah, it was it was not a good look for him and like let's just be real about it. You know, the the extra weight he had on, it contributed to the slow the slow bone growth. I mean, I think generally like all medical experts, people I've talked to they've all agreed that, hey, look, it, it, it heals faster when you don't have so much weight putting pressure on it. Mm-hmm.
0: You no, know, and I mean, you even look at, he, he didn't talk to media from media day to literally the end of season press conference, the quick little one that he gave. There's ways to kind of control that narrative. And you've heard Antonio Daniels say this, and I talked to Antonio Daniels about it, too. You know, he would have loved to have talked to Zion, but Zion didn't want to talk to anyone. But it seems like it's its all in the past, right? We don't need to dwell on it too much because he signed the extension. As you said, he seems genuinely happy to be here that's a good situation if you're a Pelicans fan. How much does a guy like who you called was going to get hired, Willie Green, play a role in all of that?
1: In in Zion, like, getting just, better specifically?
0: Or or just like kind of, I don't know, say the the general happy vibes. It does seem like Zion seems to like Willie Green and kind of the, his role in how we're feeling now. And kind of it feels like a page is being turned, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I don't know that Zion and Willie really had... Much of a relationship last year. I, I, my kind of read on the situation was Willie was careful um, not to not to press too much or try to force it when Zion, you know, was not healthy and then just was not here for much of the season. So I think them building a relationship like is a process that really started over the summer. Um, and I mean, I think it's gonna be interesting to see how Willie decides to use them. Like we've seen Zion used. So many different ways dating back to his time at Duke, like he was kind of, I mean, he did a lot of different things, but it was sort of just a power forward there, played next to a lot of traditional centers, rookie year, power forward, small ball five, stand year, like some lead guard. So, I mean, I'm curious, how does Willie use him specifically?
0: I mean, that's that's kind of the big question around the offense, right? You're kind of going point guard by committee to a certain degree. You know, B.I.'s 75% of a ball handler. C.J. McCollum feels like 75% of a ball handler. Maybe Zion's somewhere between 50 and 75%. We saw him go, you know, with a small ball five against Miami in that game the other night. Is that something we're going to see a lot of? Is it going to be him used in various ways? Do you have a read being there in training camp every single day on what this might look like?
1: I think the small ball five thing is is gonna be interesting to see. Um, I mean, from what I what I can understand, Zion does not want to play that way. At least in the past, that's that's what he's expressed. He's like Look, <laughs> better I'm not a center. or worse Don't... than
0: Anthony Davis uh, yeah. saying that.
1: Yeah, like he, I think in the past he's felt like I, I'm not a center. Don't use me like that. Like I think he thinks of himself more as kind of a, a perimeter player who goes inside out rather than is just or outside in rather than just like staying on the inside the whole time. Um, I mean, it was very effective in the five minutes that we saw it in the second quarter against the heat. And most of that was against Nikola Jovich. And then the one possession where bam out bio was guarding sign, like bam stuffed his shot pretty badly. Yes. Well, like, I don't know. I don't know how much I could read into that five minute
0: stretch. No, it's but, also like due to necessity, yeah. right? Like they didn't, they didn't have another yeah. center playing in that game.
1: Yeah, totally. And, and like, This roster specifically, I think it's going to be like you probably won't see it that much just because, of as as you just pointed out, like the personnel that they already have. I mean, like Jonas Valanciunas is good for 25 minutes a night. I think Larry Nance Jr. is going to play a lot of five, especially in important moments this year. Get the uh, the reigning Eurobasket MVP. You got Jackson Hayes. So, like, there's a lot of guys who can play the five already.
0: Does does Jax feel like an odd man out to you? Given the injury, given some of the contract stuff. They've been hyping up Billy Hernan Gomez, right? You just called him, you know, the Euro MVP. They're calling him MVP in practice. If he's not gonna play, I don't know if that's like the smartest thing to necessarily say to him, but he's coming in with a lot of confidence, feeling like he should be getting rotation minutes too.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's gonna be tough for for Jackson to get rotation minutes unless, you know, like God forbid, there's another like significant injury or something like that. I mean, I think his his best position to me is power forward. We saw that. At the end of last year, I mean, Zion's going to get a ton of those minutes. They've got Trey if you want to use him there. Um, I mean, I th- I think it's just going to be tough for him, which stinks because he's a, he's a talented guy.
0: No, and it, it seems like this team really wants to kind of go forward with the roster they have and really see – what they have in this team, you know, David Griffin said, we haven't proven anything yet, but I think they'd like to see if they can prove it. Does that mean like Jax is, is potentially moved at the trade deadline or are they going to maybe just let him walk in free agency or is it just, no, we're going to stick with this group and we don't need to kind of tweak anything too much.
1: That's a good question. I mean, I, there was a, there was a lot of smoke that they looked at, Hey, trades for Devonte Graham, Jackson Hayes over the summer, um, you know, Jackson Hayes is going to be a restricted free agent um, after this season. So he's going to have to get a new contract, whether that's here or or somewhere else. Um, I mean, my kind of read on it is I think his people would welcome a change if it, if it came. And I think they just kind of look at this situation. They're like, we consider him a power forward. Your face of the franchise is Zion is a power power forward. forward. (laughs) So like, it's just going to be tough here. Um, So I would, I mean, I definitely wouldn't be surprised if a, if a trade happened this year.
0: Yeah, it feels like those two guys, you just, you know, Devonte Graham and Jackson Hayes are the odd people out if they want to move someone. It feels like it's going to be one of them, whether that's salary filler in a trade for a better player or just moving them because, you know, you don't want to pay Jackson Hayes in free agency. You may as well get something for him. So those are the two guys to really keep an eye on. You've seen Devonte Graham play, Okay in preseasons showing off more mid-range. Where do you think like does he fit in the rotation? Or is this just more, you know, it, it depends on a guy like Dyson Daniels, let's say.
1: Yeah, I, I think we're gonna see Willie try to experiment with the uh the two point guard lineup off the bench at at first early in the season. Um, you know, Jose and Devontae Graham together. I mean, he I asked him about his comfort comfortability playing that lineup. He's like, well, yeah, I'm comfortable. We we did it in the playoffs last year. Um, you know, I, offensively, I think it would be fine, especially because, like, you can put those guys next to, you know, a Brandon Ingram or Zion Williamson. I mean, defensively is is where I worry about it. I mean, like, the Pelicans' best three players, you kind of have to protect them defensively. And, like, when you just have mm-hmm. the two small guys out there, it's like, well, this is, just makes it tough to get
0: stops. That's... That's a perfect segue to what I want to talk about next. That's going to come up. Biggest concern, which might be the defense, I think, coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans with Christian Clark. So before we get to the rest of the interview, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Whether you want pro or college, you can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, in-depth articles, and analysis on every single game you can find. And as always, BetOnline.net remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information. You want NBA futures, MVP odds, Six Man of the Year, Rookie of the Year for Dyson Daniels. We'll talk about about him coming up here in Locked on Pelicans today. You can do it over at betonline.net, including up-to-the-minute scores to help you with your live in-game betting. So head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action happening today. Bet online, where the game starts. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for you all, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. Today, my guest, Christian Clark, Pelicans beat writer for NOLA.com, host of From the Wing, his podcast there. You just kind of hinted at it. Defense seems to be a concern with this team. You know, I think their offense is definitely going to fall in the top five. So if you get kind of that degree and play the style of ball that they might play which looks to be fast like there's some shades of seven seconds or less suns on this team if you can get the defense to be about league average that's a solid playoff team with some of the guys they have and some of the the lineups they're going to run can they get a league average defense
1: Yeah, I I think you know if they finish something like 15, 16, 17, I think they're 18th last year. They would they would feel like right now, oh, that's a win. I would take that. Um, Can you do it? Oof. I I I predicted. uh, I guess on our show last week, I think they're going to stay at 18th. Um, This is a tricky one for me because I mean you're taking Jackson Hayes out of the starting lineup and you're putting in Zion Williamson, which strictly on the defensive end, like that to me is a downgrade. Mm-hmm. I, I liked, you know, like the length, the the kind of shot blocking Jackson gave you from the weak side, um, the defensive rebounding if him at a power forward next to Jonas Valanciunas. So I think that is a downgrade defensively. Um, I also think just this year's roster is much better, especially the bench than than the one at the start of last year. And Larry Nance Jr. gives you versatility that you didn't have for for much of last season especially at the center position so i think he's going to play a ton of minutes um and i think that certainly helps you so this is a hard one for me i mean i, I guess i'm just predicting like
0: they'll stay the same that's fine it's that's, that's it's an okay thing to say you know it it seems like they should be better defensively i think a guy like larry nance junior becomes pretty important for them you know but i do worry about those center minutes when you don't have Valanchunas in there, right? I like Billy Hernan Gomez fine, but he is not a defensive center whatsoever. You know, Zion, as you mentioned, in that small ball five run against Miami Heat, you know, him going against a guy like Bam, trying to defend that, that's not going to work. Trey Murphy, I don't think, is ready for that role yet. And it feels like you could get beaten up pretty badly on the inside, which could then make rebounding and defensive rebounding a problem. And how does that compound on the fact that maybe they want to play fast? Because it seems like they've tried to play pretty fast in the preseason so far, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think they definitely want to play fast. I mean, I'm I'm just so interested in what Zion looks like on the defensive end this year. I mean, I I feel like it it gets under discussed, but he's an incredible defender in, in college at Duke. And then you know, he put on the weight and it really has not been even close to the same since. And I can't tell how much of that is just, he's, he's heavier now and how much of it is just, he's a young guy in the NBA and, you know, guarding in space, which is his biggest weakness is, is that much harder when you get to the NBA. I mean, I think it's kind of been a mixed bag from him in the preseason. Like he had the the chase down block against the bulls. in that first game I was like, Oh, that was sick. Like I saw some stuff that looked a little bit dookie, but like Last night against the Heat, I was like, man, you look, you look he, really he was, slow.
0: He was bad, right? He was losing backdoor cutters. He was he was just not able to kind of contain on the perimeter whatsoever. And, you know, I think Brandon Ingram's, what, average at defense? Is that safe to say? Like, I don't know if he's necessarily above average, though. I thought last year was his best defensive season. But CJ's below average there. You have Herb Jones. I think Valanciunas is fine around the rim, and that's about it. I don't know it seems like that could be something that potentially sinks the team like if I'm looking at this and we're taking health out of it it seems like the defense is my biggest concern going into the year
1: yeah I would yeah I would agree with that in like defending in space specifically like do they just get completely carved up in the pick and roll and like you know the other team like swings the ball a couple of times and do they just completely collapse I mean they need to, to clone Herb Jones. And I think, you know, like cool. part of the reason they they took Dyson Daniels was like they know we can't only depend on Herb to be like our point of attack defense. Like that contributed to it. Like we got to take the load off of him. We've got to get some bigger guys who can defend on the perimeter to put around like the cornerstones they already have in place.
0: Man, if you had five Herb Joneses on a team with that blocked shot he had while being screened through a screen, I don't think we've really ever seen anything, let alone it was a three pointer. Like, would teams be able to score on that? You'd get what, like, thirty points a game against a team of five Herb Joneses?
1: Yeah, the uh, man, it might be like some one hundred and ninety-eight games. A lot of those.
0: <laughs> the the offense might not be amazing, although his shot still looks pretty good. And you can see some of the work that he's put in this off season. If you know, if he ends up being an above average offensive player, and I don't think he's horribly far from that necessarily it raises kind of his ceiling in some of the things that they can do I think
1: yeah I mean I'm uh, I'm firmly on the uh the Herb Jones bus or whatever I mean I I love watching him play like I think he's all about all the right things I love the Will Guillory story and like Herb is like he went into the offseason workout and he saw the cameras and he's like I'm good like I don't know there's there's just so much fakeness in the NBA now and like Herb is one of the few guys that was like Oh yeah, this guy is like actually cares about the right things. He
0: he was uh, he was unintentionally funny to me on media day when he was telling the story about how you know we I think you might have asked him like what'd you do in the summer right and he was like I went fishing once and like that was it and he was just like no I just wanted to be in the gym working out and then he thought that story of him not catching any fish was the funniest thing like he seemed like he was about to start like breaking down laughing and I'm just there being like. This dude is, like, all he cares about is basketball, it seems like.
1: I mean, I think that might be it. Yeah, I mean, I knew, I knew he liked uh, bass fishing a little bit. So I was like, all right, I'll just, uh, you
0: know, try to warm him up
1: here a little bit. And I thought this was going to be how I caught, like, a 12-pound pound right. bass or something. And then he was like, yeah, I went out there for five hours, and I didn't catch anything. I was like, oh, sick story.
0: <laughs> it was like that's it it felt like there was a gonna be a little bit more to it. It, it I don't know he was funny when he said like yeah why would I go on trips or take a vacation when the gym is open 24 7 and like you could see a dude like LeBron or someone else saying that and like they don't truly mean that whatsoever you said a lot of fakeness from other things he definitely means all of that stuff that he says so Herb Jones is I don't know just like fits the city right
1: I mean, totally, totally. I mean it wasn't it wasn't just him that, that steadied them last year, but I think him and Willie Green like in some order deserve the most credit for helping them ride out like that extremely terribly time at the beginning of the year when they couldn't win and Zion was, you know, not back, not back. I mean, that was a that was a really rough time and man, if that if that had, you know, continued through the spring, like I don't think they're in a place where they trade for CG McCollum and uh things get really ugly, you know? I mean, we don't have to, like, I guess, go back and play hypotheticals. But if they don't, if they aren't able to, like, play competent basketball, like, I, I hate to think how it would have unfolded with Zion, you know, like, later in the spring and in the summer.
0: So do you think it was just kind of, like, a perfect story? Like, so you think this was pretty volatile at one point with this team when they were 1-13, 3-16, and it looked like, look, I was pretty down on it. I think most people were down on that team. No one really thought they were going to be able to kind of turn it around like they. You think this really could have played out in a much different way?
1: Yeah, I mean, like when when Zion was in Portland, I mean, I think like it was definitely possible. Like people around the team thought it was possible that, look, he's just not part of the team next season. And then you know, if that's the case, you're in a scenario where, hey, look, this is you're known as the franchise that has screwed it up with like three guys, three then yeah, generational yeah. talents, you know, and like. Yeah, we don't maybe don't want to go down that road, but uh, thankfully that's not what happened. No, at we all. don't need
0: to game that one out and, and see how this goes. I've learned on this show don't do those like what if hypothetical scenarios. I did it of like what if Boogie ever gets hurt for this team, and no one listened to the show because no one wanted to go down and relive some of those painful memories. So we'll spare we'll spare people all that because we're happy now. It's fun. Like the vibes are super high on this team. They all genuinely seem to like each other. We'll get into more of that coming up here next to today's episode. Of of Locked On Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for you all, breaking down everything you want to know about the team. Preseason game tonight against the Atlanta Hawks in Birmingham. Cool little thing that the Pelicans are going to be doing. I'm here with Christian Clark, beat writer for NOLA.com, covering the Pelicans. He also hosts From the Wing. Are you excited for the game in Birmingham? I am, yeah. I think it
1: was... A great idea that the the team had to like you know like they're they're trying to create a fan base throughout the southeast region you know i think that was part of why they had the julie affiliate relocate there uh i haven't seen a game there yet i think it was like 130 million dollar renovation they did in that stadium so i'm uh i'm excited to see the renovated digs
0: are you expecting to see the starting lineup play
1: oh that's a that's a great question i think (laughs) willie we'll talk about it friday at shootaround so hopefully there's a little more clarity but um i don't know i mean my like so it's going to be about zion right like i think everybody else is is probably going to be fine so you think bi
0: is going to play then i think he will okay. yeah
1: I- I think it will, which we're, Hey, no, go ahead. Love when basketball players play basketball, right?
0: Yeah. That's a good thing. I don't, so we're recording this. It's Thursday at like five o'clock. This will get posted a couple hours after this. So we're a little ahead of when some of this stuff will get released. So you think the eyes playing CJ's playing. So it comes down to Zion that.
1: Yeah, I do. And, and like Zion in the past, he, he hates being held out of games. Like, I think there are definitely guys in the season would learn that. <laughs> who are not like that, but Zion is like one of those guys. who's was like, it makes him mad when they hold him out of games. I remember during his rookie year, I think they were playing the Pacers and he had like a real minor thing and they told him like an hour before the game, like, hey, we're going to hold you back tonight and like he wasn't happy. So I, I would guess that he is pushing to play. Um, but we'll see.
0: Do you think it's important they all get some run in a preseason game together or is it not going to matter that much? And as long as they're there on opening night against the Nets, it'll be fine.
1: I mean, I would like to see it, sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna read too much into it. Like they'll, they'll be fine. I'm not gonna make too big a deal out of the preseason. But like, you know, I, I asked Brandon Ingram that and in, at media day, and uh, I was like, do you think it's important, like, for you and Zion to get some reps together? Like, is there gonna be a filling out process, or do you feel like you guys already just click? And he was like, no, like we kind of need to play together a little bit like it's been so long there's so many new pieces around this um so it would, it would be nice to get those reps
0: yeah get some of those reps in and then i don't know avoid another terrible start like they had last season which is what this franchise like seemingly always goes through i think when, when you look at all of these preseason games like how do you evaluate it you know i have a lot of people in on twitter i'm sure they come to you and I'm like this guy looks amazing right like naji marshall has looked pretty good i think in the preseason is that preseason? Is that him? Is it a combination of both things?
1: Well, here's what I know. Like, there were people who worked for the team last year who were like, Nikhil Ogsander is going to win six minutes. <laughs> like, people are just, like, pounding the table, like, saying that. I was like, I mean, this looks impressive, but, like, let's wait and see.
0: Yeah. I think that's the, the – ra- it's tough to read into when, you know, starters aren't playing tons of minutes when – You have starters playing against like bench guys that they normally wouldn't be going against. It's just good to, I don't know, shake off the rust. Like we saw Zion finishing a little bit better. I thought in the Miami Heat game in that second quarter, it seemed like he'd been a little rusty with some of that. It's tough to kind of know, you know, does that give you, do you have a better read on this team from say media day to now on where they might be finishing in the West?
1: Oof. um, I mean, like I, I love their over as seemingly everyone does. Yeah. I mean, find me the person in NBA media who likes their under this year. I mean, they're way better than 43 and a half wins to me. Um, I mean like, you know, this preseason has only reaffirmed my belief that Zion, I think is going to be motivated and have a pretty good year. I mean, like, you know, he. I don't think he's looked especially sharp on offense and it's still like he's doing things like scoring 11 points in 11 minutes, Mm -hmm. you know, as he did the other night against the Miami heat. I mean, Trey Murphy too. Like I kind of like, I'm expecting him to take another step this season. And I think the preseason has given me more confidence too. like, he's like, firing from like 28 feet like it's not he's launching I'm, I'm, I'm buying Trey Murphy yeah
0: oh yeah I think I think everyone is at this point you need more shooting like that this was one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league if you have a guy that does that you you have to find a role for him you have to play in big minutes do you think they need to consider maybe matchup dependent having him close close games too
1: uh, I mean sure like some games I mean he Closed a, a playing tournament win against the Clippers, right? I mean, yeah, the Tony <laughs> Snell minutes one.
0: in that one, though, <laughs> like, <laughs> over, over Trey Murphy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm curious. Like, what do you what do you think is going to be their best or most used like closing five this year?
0: It, it's weird, right? It feels maybe matchup dependent to a certain degree. I talked a little bit about this on my show yesterday, right? Like, obviously Brandon Ingram and Zion and Herb feel like locks for that. You have to have those three out there. You know, if you're playing the Miami Heat, you you probably need to have Valanciunas or Larry Nance Jr. out there to kind of handle a guy like Bama Adebayo or one of those more bruisier guys. But if you're playing a team that doesn't necessarily have that, can you get by with CJ, uh, Bi, Herb, Trey, Zion? I I'm not sure. Like, I think there's somewhere deep down in very limited minutes, like a scary good small ball warriors esque death lineup that I just wish that I I would feel very comfortable with them playing. And I don't know if I do.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think I, I wrote that. I think the the second most used center in fourth quarters this year for the pals will be Larry Nance jr. So like, I just think he'll be out there a lot, but that, that five, you just mentioned of, of CJ, Herb Zion Trey, and who am I leaving out here? B I Ingram. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I I would be curious to see what that looked like who like who is the person in that lineup who's guarding the other team's biggest yeah. player is it is it Zion or Trey Murphy
0: Trey did it in preseason against Evan Mobley his rookie year and looked pretty good now this is 2 years ago at this point or a year whatever it is and handles his own that's also you know one of the first games ever for Evan Mobley but I don't know that showed me something that is like I wish that was the case and I just don't think we're there yet and Trey said he's not gonna play center and doesn't want to play center too which I think complicates that a little bit but it feels like that lineup could be so much fun
1: yeah totally I mean like the the few minutes we saw against the Heat where they're going five out and zion has got the ball in the middle of four it's like well, this is amazing. Like he's so good at driving the ball, and there's no one else in there. This is sweet. So, I mean, I'd love to see what that that lineup looks like. Uh, Trey is what six six foot nine and a half now, uh, yeah. rounding up to six foot ten. So
0: it, it, it feels taller than that, too, doesn't it? Like he looks taller than that. He looks almost as tall as JV does. I think at times.
1: Yeah, he's a uh, he's large. <laughs> he's large, and there's less uh, less Bambi moments too. Like I think he's a late bloomer, so like. There were some times where it's like you, I think you're still growing into your body. So uh, maybe hopefully he's growing into it more and more comfortable like being a huge person
0: yeah he's any he I like how he's repeatedly said, I put on fourteen pounds of muscle, everybody is like- <laughs> qu- quite proud of that, which he should be I think that pro- you know it just fills out the game a little bit more and maybe allows him to do some things and just kind of handle the game in a way bang for rebounds and things like that. um are there any other lineups that you're really curious about seeing, whether they're just like silly fun or you think they'll be good? um oh
1: man, I think. I think like Jose, C.J., uh, Zion, Brandon, and the, and then Larry. Like I would love to see that. Yeah. One, though. Like just just get like you know like this this annoying like point of attack pest um, out there with the you know like your three main offensive guys, and then you know Larry, who uh, you you can do some different things with defensively. would be fun. I just think we're gonna see a lot of lineups, and like I think there's a good chance their best lineups are you know like the the three main guys or two of the three main guys, and then like strong defenders.
0: Yeah. It, it, I'd love to see like a Zion-centric lineup with like four defenders out there on the court or something along those lines. And what does that potentially look like? If you did a lineup of like Dyson Daniels, so with Zion in there, Zion, Herb, Trey, Dyson Daniels, and like Jose, I, there's there's enough shooting in there to have some fun with it, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I'm a huge Dyson Daniels fan. I mean, I I like went on the record uh, a couple weeks before the draft, and I was like, the pelicans should take this guy with the number eight pick like i've I'm just a really big believer in his defensive ability um and and two I, I think he fits what they're trying to do offensively in terms of he's not gonna like take the offense over he's just gonna keep the ball moving. I think he understands how to play basketball i mean the the big question is obviously the jump shot, which needs work, but uh i mean i I love dyson Daniels I mean I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but uh, he's, he looked good on defense in the preseason. Today. No,
0: yes, and like the reports and everything coming out is like this guy's going to be taking someone's minutes by December, January, February, somewhere along those lines. So I don't know. I like that level of like competition in the team too that you have this young guy that is drafted highly, looks really good, kind of gunning for people and seeing if that can maybe make them elevate their game too. And I think... Everyone likes something like that. Maybe even the other players, kind of having these guys push each other with how happy they all are. Um, so it should be a fun season. This should hopefully. So, do you do you think they get off to an okay enough start?
1: Yeah, I I, I think they're going to be fine. Um, I'm I'm not too. I know it's like pretty road heavy at the start, but I mean I think they're going to be fine. Like they're just they're just so talented. And and two, I think most or everybody is motivated. Like, that's just as important to me. Like, Zion is very, very motivated. Like, Brandon, I think, is motivated to show, like, hey, this wasn't a flash in the pan. I can do this again. I think is very motivated to have a successful second act. Like, there's a lot of guys with stuff to prove on this game.
0: I love it. That, that also just fits New Orleans so well and is just going to make the fans love the team anymore. So that's going to do it here. Unlocked on, on Pelicans. Big thank you to my guest, Christian Clark. Um, follow him at C Clark underscore 13 Christian, thanks, man. Of course, man. Thanks for having me on. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Pelicans. Enjoy the game tonight. We're ready for the start of the regular season, aren't we? It's going to be a fun year, so make sure you subscribe to Locked on Pelicans wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with y'all on Monday.